Hello and welcome. Today is April the 21st. I am Terry, a nurse educator, a CPR instructor, and I want to come to you guys with some information and some um, public service announcements in regards to um, the COVID-19, the crisis, and um, what um, is expected from the healthcare industry, etc. So, uh, if you're just joining me or you've never been to my podcast, welcome. Thank you for listening. My name is Terry. I am a nurse educator, a CPR instructor, and I also on operate an online um, platform or school where I teach um, patient care uh, courses on and off. Um, I'm married, three kids, have four grandchildren. And um, they are all greedy. How about that? Anyway, uh, I just wanted to drop in for a few updates, um, you know, to update the general public about some things that you may uh, not consider while we are on COVID precautions, uh, some PSAs um, that may or may not be known to you. So let me just say that I hope this message finds you well and in good health and spirits. I know that being isolated can be very hard on the mind, body, and spirit. And I, for one, would like to encourage you to connect with what makes you happy. The people and the habits and the um, hobbies that make you happy, okay? Um, I also wanted to talk to you about connecting with your primary care physician. If you have pre-existing conditions, please contact your primary care doctor. They are still seeing patients. Even if the clinic is closed, your primary care doctor has probably implemented some type of telemedicine via phone call, via video chat, and they can still see you. So if you have previously made an appointment, then you can go ahead and call that doctor or that clinic and ask them how would they be proceeding with um, making sure that you get everything you need in regards to your prescription and your healthcare needs, okay? Um, they um, are able to do that, okay? And don't worry, they'll bill you accordingly. So um, what I'm here to, to encourage you is to uh, not neglect your pre-existing conditions because of COVID precautions, okay? Yes, be careful, but please continue to see your doctor and um, they can do that by uh, telemedicine. They can also send your prescriptions in by telemedicine. I don't know, uh, there's few and far between physicians anyway that are still using uh, paper prescriptions. They just call them over to the pharmacy. If you happen to come upon someone who needs emergency assistance and you decide to act, first you need to call 911, put the phone on speaker, and they will uh, uh, tell you what to do accordingly. So you want to make sure that you give the 911 operator your location immediately because some cell phone towers do not pick up in the um, operator's um, uh, phone um uh, excuse me, the, their system, and uh, they need to know exactly where you at so you can um, get the help that you need immediately. If you are calling 911 and um, you don't have a service provider, um, 
you uh, and you get disconnected, you must call the operator back. Like I said, they will not be able to um, call you back. So you need to learn and use the designated numbers in your state for highway accidents and non-threatening incidents. Your state reserves these types of phone numbers for these specific incidents and um, that they they've done that to keep the 911 emergency call lines open uh, if you have a phone or know some you know everybody has a cell phone these days encourage those who um, have a cell phone to put in the emergency contact under ice so you would simply go to your cell phone and if your husband is in there or your daughter in there make sure you put the word ICE before their name which stands for in case of an emergency and if something happens to you then for general uh, purposes um, um, most people know about ICE they'll be looking for the word ICE which is your in case of an emergency when you come into the emergency room and you have a cell phone we specifically look for the word ICE so that we can call and contact those who are concerned about your care and need to know um, that you have been in some type of accident so make sure you put that ICE and then dash husband ICE dash daughter and and if something happens to you then the paramedics and the nursing and the healthcare professionals and providers will usually look for the word ICE okay in case of an emergency which will identify the person you want to be notified in case of an emergency okay so here in arkansas we have a non-emergent line which is 311 and um i don't know what yours is in your area you can google it google it and search it um for uh, the non-emergent number for your state highway it should pull up numbers specifically to your county and um and like here um, where I am, my, my um, non-emergent for the state, uh, whatever, is like Troop A or whatever. And, and, you know, they all have different numbers. Make sure you know the non-emergency number for your um, city. Uh, ours is a, a local uh, plane um, seven-digit number where we call and we can say, hey, we need assistance with the such and such. And it is not an emergency. Don't hold up the emergency phone lines, please. Um, also, since children are out of school more than you, more than um, they're usually, I wanted to uh, make sure you guys get this phone number. This phone number is the American Association for uh, Poison Control Centers, and the number is 1-800-222-1222. Now, if you don't have a pen or piece, piece of paper with you at this time, I will put that phone number inside the description of this podcast. Again, that phone number is 1-800-222-1222. That line is open 24-7, and they are able to guide you through uh, an emergency of a um, child or an adult um, incidentally digesting something. If that happens, if you have to go to the hospital or anything like that because of an accident or 
um, injury than uh, what the hospital is doing now. They're stopping everybody at the door. They're making sure that they do the pre-screening questions for COVID-19. And um, they are also making sure that, um, you know, people don't just enter the, the facility with a fever and those that are showing signs and symptoms of the uh coronavirus and so what will happen in most areas is that they will take back the injured or the victim everyone could not go back so i advise or have been advising people to please stay inside at home safely to where you won't have to worry about any type of incidences happening outside of your home um, i know everybody can't do that i know we have essential workers around so uh, some daycares are still open and available. So um, what I'm what I'm uh, essentially telling you is some emergency um, departments and hospitals are not letting anybody inside those facilities unless they are injured or are at risk of becoming a patient. And so if you take your kid up there, you're more than likely um, maybe mom could go back, um, uh, but. For the most part, uh, they are not letting anybody go back. I had a friend who um, actually told me that they, she took her kid to the emergency room and they um, took the child back and uh, told her that she could not go back with the child. And the child was only like two years old. So you guys, please be careful. If you are, uh, well, everybody's in a city or state, but if you... um, Know for a fact that if something happens to you, you would go to one of the three hospitals in your area. I suggest that you either get online, go to Google, and um, and look at those hospital and those facilities of uh, visitation processes and policies as it relates to screening for COVID-19 and what's going on in our uh, state of emergency at this time. Okay, so all hospitals, like I said, is not doing that, but um, my husband is a a frontliner. He still does patient, um, he still does bedside care, and in his hospital, no one is allowed in there, no visitors, whether the patient is COVID-19 or not, no visitors are allowed, um, whether, so whether uh, the person is uh, in good condition or if the person is declining in condition, no one is allowed in that hospital and uh, in regards to visiting um or whatever um like i said before um this podcast my last podcast is um i know a lot of you guys are hearing about covid and what it is and what it's not the news the president um these uh the medical doctors they don't know uh, too much about it themselves. They are guessing and uh, listing the signs and symptoms as they see fit. Um, and they're, they don't know if the COVID-19 can be, um, you know, you, you can get it again after you've been cleared for the 14 days. So just please be careful. Um, there are still people out there with no signs and symptoms of COVID at all. So um, um, I'm really not going to use this time to talk about COVID-19, what it is. I'm, I'm, I am certain that most of you have seen it on the news or TV or something. So um, if you have not, you can go ahead and look up 
uh, www.cdc uh, forward slash uh, coronavirus or COVID. And the CDC has the latest updated information in regards to the disease and um, uh, education on that. Okay. So, again, my advice is to contact your primary care physician for anything of your normal health, um, anything out of whack. You can just call your doctor and just basically let them know what's going on with you. They may schedule a time to, um, to visually see you over the phone or use some type of app. Uh, and one more topic before I go is that um, we as frontliners and um, in the medical field, we are giving information that's privy to us only. And so I wanted to mention that um, if you call for an, EMA, um, an emergency response team or um, if you call the ambulance um, and they um, get to the scene um, and they deem that they are at a high risk for getting COVID, which they are. Um, since it was discovered that so many uh, EMT workers and paramedics had come down with COVID trying to rescue, um, they will put on full protective, personal protective uh, gear, personal protective equipment, uh, which may include a mask, a gown, and gloves and goggles before they um, get anywhere near the victim, okay? So uh, if you are um, deciding that they are taking too long to get to the victim, then um, there is basically nothing you can do about it. We are being told that we must protect ourselves before we um, um, rescue a victim, okay? Uh, Here in our state, our governor signed a directive that we cannot be sued, uh, doctors cannot be sued, healthcare providers cannot be sued for a quote-unquote slow response. Uh, I'm not sure how it is in your state, but our governor has signed that directive, and um, they are basically mandating that we protect ourselves, okay? So, um, if you are a person that is rescuing a victim, then you want to make sure that you protect yourself as well by um, placing a mask over your face and um, by um, by placing a mask over your face and by placing some type of cloth material or mask on the victim face before you decide to do um, hands-only CPR. And um, we are encouraging people to do hands-only CPR. Please, no mouth-to-mouth. The the um, new way of teaching two-step CPR was um, call 911, put them on speaker, and do hands-only CPR anyways because they had found that um, there was still some oxygen left in the blood to help with the survival rate of uh, the victim who needed it. Uh, we're also being told that if the uh, paramedics EMT um, arrive to the scene, that it is their call whether the person can be um, successfully rescued. If this person is um, uh, riddled with uh, bullet wounds or the like, um, the paramedics are in uh, their rights to call time at that time 
uh, they will not, you know, a few months ago, uh, a paramedic EMT would come to the scene and uh, rescue the victim by doing chest compressions, IVs, a shock, etc. Well, to decrease their uh, chances of uh, uh, contracting um, COVID-19, if you are... Um, or appear to be uh, DOA on the scene, they will call uh, the wagon, uh, as we call it, and those uh, people will come and take you to the city morgue, and there they will um, organize uh, your um, your memorial services, as well as contact your um, ICE or your, uh, in case of emergency, in your cell phone. So... You guys really, really, really need to be very, very careful and um, just take care of yourself and try to stay out of, out of a scene of injury, okay? The, um, the ambulance and paramedics are uh, no longer taking a victim to the uh, hospital if they are uh, DOA. You know, they used to take them to the hospital after working on them for 30, 40 minutes, and then the hospital will work on them for upwards to an hour or two. And so this has been uh, an issue simply because uh, those persons, patients could not answer the pre-screening questions. They they don't know. They didn't know whether the person has been exposed to COVID-19 and uh, which in turn would uh, expose uh, the rescue team. So um, this may not be everywhere, However, uh, you know, everybody has free will, you guys. And so if a paramedic gets out and runs over to rescue because his heart is in it, then he's taking that liability in and of himself. So uh, I just want to give you guys the updated information that uh, we uh receive and so with that being said i hope you guys i pray that you guys are well and um i was just joking about my 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 grandkids and kids being greedy but hey anyway (laughs) i hope you guys are all well i hope you guys are um doing uh, everything you need to to make sure that you are taking care of yourself um if you um need anything just go ahead and click the link in my bio you can get in contact with me that way um share this information make sure 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 you put ice in your phone in case of an emergency in front of the name of the person you want for anyone to contact for that make sure you put in your phone the poison control um contact number that nine is open 24 7 and that number is 1-800-222-1222 and um like i said just just be be careful contact your pcp keep your appointments and um just stay safe you guys talk to you soon bye bye